0: The pastor's family was invited to the Olson household for dinner. And Mrs. Olson was known for her delicious contributions to church potlucks. And so they gather around the dining room table. The food is served. And right away, the pastor's son, little Johnny, starts to eat. And his embarrassed dad says, Johnny, Johnny, wait, wait until after grace. I don't have to the five-year-old says. There's sort of a shock silence at the table. And then his little Johnny's mother says rather coarsely, of course you do, Johnny. At our house, we always say a prayer before we eat. I don't have to do that, little Johnny said. That's at our house. So this is Mrs. Olson's house. And she actually knows how to cook. <laughs> Do you know how to be blessed by the Bible? Today finishes up our series on the Bible. Good news, good advice, or garbage. And this morning's topic is Wisdom and Wonder. How you can be blessed by the Bible. Over the centuries, God has used the Bible to do a lot of blessing. From people who were in despair in their hotel room and just happened to pick up that Gideon Bible, to slaves who were inspired to seek freedom through its pages, to innumerable social justice movements which looked to Scripture for inspiration, to St. Francis of Assisi, whose life was turned upside down, and then his life turned down many other lives upside down for the good simply when he read Matthew 19, verse 21. God's will for the Bible is blessing. Now, do we sometimes need to hear a tough word? Sure. Sometimes you need to confess what you've done, or we need to confess where we are in life, or to admit a sad state of affairs in our world. But that's but the beginning of blessing. Rachel Held Evans. Any of you heard of Her? A great Christian author, well-known in many circles, who just tragically died. Not even 40 years old. leaves her husband and her two young children behind. We pray for that family. But lots of good books. And in one of them, inspired, slaying giants, walking on water, and loving the Bible again, she writes this. Quote, The sacred text becomes a crucial point of contact. A great dining room table erected by God, and set by God's people. Where those who hunger for nourishment and companionship can gather together and be filled. End of quote. The Bible is best read in community. Yes, you and I should read it devotionally, privately, as part of our discipleship, as a part of knowing the Christian story and inviting others. But even when we read it privately... We should read it from a community perspective. Reading the Bible in community helps us to avoid errors. Let's us tap into the rich treasures of the Christian past. And helps us to deal with difficult passages. Reading the Bible community in community helps us to love others and build spiritual friendships. And reading the Bible in community stretches our perspectives. It helps us to listen to other, other voices. And also, reading in community helps if you are going through a period of despair, if your life is not going well. That allows you to be supported by the community, held up, until a new day, a new dawn, a new resurrection arrives. We talked about this last week, when we looked at vulgar and violent passages of the Bible. But if you want to be blessed by the Bible, read the Bible through the law of love. Through the life and teachings and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. True or false statement, you tell me whether it's true whether it's false. The Bible is a library. True. true. It is a library. It is a collection of books. But as Christians, we do not treat all of the books equally. They're all important. And they all deserve our study. But we do not treat all of the books equally. Particularly in how we understand the whole scripture. So for example, for those of you who might have been paying attention. And those of you who aren't, I know who you are. I can tell. <laughs> I know who you are. We had four lessons, four readings from scripture this morning. Which one did we do last? the gospel which one do we give the greatest honor to the gospel that's not an accident that's by design we privilege in our understanding of the bible the four gospels the life and teachings of jesus particularly jesus's great commandment also known as the law of love which simply stated is love god love neighbor let's say it a little more enthusiastically together love god
1: love neighbor
0: Alright, some of you are awake now. As Christians, you and I need to recycle. We need to recycle, recycle every passage through the law of love. Particularly the difficult ones, hard ones, the ugly ones, the vulgar and violent ones. But now, this does not mean spinning every passage of Scripture so that everything in the Bible comes out rainbows and reindeer. Sorry, everyone. He's here. <laughs> He's here. Because that would be a violation of the Bible. That would be mishandling the Bible, to spin everything rainbows and reindeer. That would fail to yield a robust understanding of love as taught and example by Jesus. Love can forgive, love can confront, love can set nothing was meant by that. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> Love can set healthy boundaries. Hey, you need to stop doing that. Love can set free from unhealthy boundaries. It's okay. It's alright. And at St. John's, we believe that love transforms lives. Turn to your neighbor and say, love transforms lives. And now, for three amazing jokes. Short, but amazing jokes. Well, I'll leave it to you to determine whether they're amazing things. They may fall short of that. So, number one, I did not like my beard at first, but then it grew on me. (laughs) Number two, no matter how much you push the envelope, it will still remain stationary. (laughs) And number three, I've been reading this book on anti-gravity, I just can't put it down. Of went in a progressive downward spiral. So, how can you be blessed by the Bible? How can you get to the point where you do not want to put it down? How can you experience wisdom and wonder through its pages? Well, there are actually a lot, a lot of ways. There's 2,000 years of ways that we can learn. But, two starting points, two key, big, shiny, treasured gold coins. To be blessed by the Bible. Here they are. Deposit them into the bank of your brain. If you want to be blessed blessed by the Bible, number one, read the Bible in community. Read the Bible in community. Let's say it together. Read Read the Bible 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 in community. community. And number two, the other shiny gold coin to put in your bank is read the Bible in love. Read the Bible in love. Let's say that together. Read the Bible in love. (laughs) Now I'm going to toss out just a whole bunch of other ways you might be blessed by the Bible. Catch the stuff that interests you, that's useful to you, drop the rest. Read the Bible like great literature. Look for the big story. Catch the subtle details of place names and character names. Get out your shovel. Research biblical archaeology. Understand the culture of the times. See how page of scripture lines up with page of history. Read the Bible spiritually, with the Spirit. Pray with the Bible. Pray over the Bible. Chew on a few select verses of scripture. Learn to meditate with the Bible. Allow the Bible's great themes, great symbols, and great poetic language to inspire and fill your imaginations. And look for and listen for the echoes, echoes of the Bible in our liturgy, in our song, and even in the structure of our sanctuary. It's all there to be heard. It's all there to be seen. And then look at the great commentaries. Look at the great books that will make you a better reader of the Bible. Read the commentaries from the great teachers of the faith from centuries ago. Read books from Catholic perspectives, mainline perspectives, evangelical perspectives, charismatic perspectives, feminist perspectives, and on and on and on. In other words, go into the great warehouse that is Christianity, and go into each room, and see what they have to say about the Scriptures. Memorize a verse. Anyone here ever memorized a verse of Scripture? Memorize another one. Debate the theories. Debate the theories like, what is the genre of Genesis? And how do we reconcile the science with this? And how do we reconcile kings and chronicles and the dynasty of David? Get into all those kind of theories. Debate that stuff. Use a study Bible. Use a study Bible. Use a study Bible! You are injuring your ability to read the Bible. You are doing this... Without having a study Bible. Use one. There are a lot of good ones. We could talk about which ones in particular. The Bible. Good news. Good advice. Or garbage. With God's inspiration. And read in community. And read in love. The Bible is good news. Sure. There's some good advice. Sure. There's some garbage. There's some ugly stuff. Difficult stuff in there. But a book that is intended to guide us in life and help us wrestle with the most meaningful questions of existence has to give us both the best and the worst of humanity and of religion. And the Bible does. And as Christians, we approach the worst through the lenses of the best. The life and teachings, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, and by the way, what's our mission at St. John's? comes right from the Bible. And it comes right from the words of Jesus. And by accomplishing our mission, this parish family will be blessed. This neighborhood will be blessed. The city of Dubuque will be blessed. So, to wrap up the series, hang with the Bible, wrestle with it, read it, research the facts, talk about it with Christians and non-Christians. Ask God to guide you through its pages. You'll be surprised at the results. In fact, you'll be blessed. Amen.